0: Dear Saints of St. John's, members, and welcome guests, well, are you ready? For the sake of our civil discourse and relationships, I can't wait until November 9th gets here. (laughs) Is that really the best we can do? I'm sure that's the question that many of you have uttered or at least thought in recent months sure these election cycles have given a lot of fodder to Saturday night, lights, night skits, but nevertheless, no matter how you feel about either of the candidates, I'm sure that we could all agree that we just wish it would all be over. I, for one, am a bit distressed that we have become so divided as a nation, as a people, as friends, and even as families. I have loved ones, and I'm sure you do as well, who are on either side of the election issue. But somehow, it seems that even though we've always been a nation that's somewhat divided, that this year, it just seems different. It seems like there's more anger. It seems like there's more likely to do harm to our personal relationships, even to our country as well. We have moved beyond what I would call reason, ideals, and clean debating into an area of emotion and name calling, which is the rule of the day. It certainly replaces well-researched opinion and fact. It's like two overloaded buses that are kind of tied together and yet are pulling in the opposite direction in one hand. And then there are times when it almost seems like those two buses are coming, colliding into each other. Well, in contrast to that hectic and divisive arena, today's worship calmly celebrates unity, unity of both people and purpose in a focused attention upon a remembrance of all the saints. And that includes us, those of us who have experienced our first death in baptism, as well as those who have experienced their second death and have gone to be with the Lord, that great cloud of witnesses who have died in the Lord. In this case, it's, we have not two buses struggling and pulling apart or intent on colliding with each other. Instead, we just have one bus. And you know what? It's a double-decker bus. We have the saints above on the upper level, and we have the saints below on the lower level, both going in the same direction all with the same persuasion, all synchronized in word and purpose and worship. Now, if you can visualize that double-decker bus traveling down life's interstate, you have to imagine that painted on the side of that, both sides of that bus, in fact, on top, is a word. And the word isn't Hillary, it isn't Trump, It isn't any of those candidates. Instead, it's a word that's been painted on there by our Lord himself. And that word is blessed. We are blessed in that bus. It's enough about the election. Let's spend our time rather talking about that double-decker bus with its blessing for all the saints on this special observance." As you heard, today's appointed gospel lesson contains the famous Sermon on the Mount by Jesus and that opening part that is called the Beatitudes. And Jesus here ascribes a very special place for various categories of disenfranchised people the poor in spirit, the mourners, the meek, the seekers of righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted. Now our human reason says, hey, wait a minute. Jesus certainly got that one wrong. In our traditional way of thinking, the blessed are just the opposite. They're the rich, they're the famous, they're the wise, they're the ones that are in the news, the popular. Those must be people who are blessed. Perhaps Jesus simply misspoke, which is quite unlikely since he used the same term in the same sense 10 consecutive times. So perhaps we might ask, did Jesus have a different definition of what it means to be blessed. I invite you to briefly explore with me that possibility. As we research the usage and the definition of the word blessed, especially in the Old Testament, which is the scriptures that Jesus used at the time, we find a very different slant and certainly a different interpretation. There, a blessing is something a higher authority or power bestows upon a lower entity, person or thing, that sets them aside now for a special purpose, the result of which is not only are they blessed in their relationship with each other, but they extend that relationship out and become a blessing to others. Perhaps the best example I can think of is that of Abraham in the Old Testament, where he became God's agent for change to restore the broken relationship with God's unblessed creation. God said, I will bless you and make your name great and you will be a blessing a blessing to others thus those of Abraham's family and all those touched by faith with that extended family would also receive the blessing of that close relationship with God another example in the New Testament is that of Mary that mother of Jesus who in her song of the Magnificat expressed this hope, from henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Certainly, Mary was touched by God. And each of us today, because of the faith that we share, are the recipients of that God-given blessing. For from the fruit of her womb, came the one who was able to make that blessing restoration happen. And through his sacrificial death, his victorious resurrection, we now hold firmly on that bestowed gift of grace and can enjoy that kind of close relationship with God that can withstand anything that comes our way whether it be poor in spirit, whether it be mourning or even being persecuted. On this celebration of all saints, we have in fact been doubly blessed. When our younger daughter was very young, just beginning to speak, we often would pray a blessing over our meal. And because she was unable to know those words and wanting to participate after the amen of the prayer, she began to say this little phrase, blessed be blessed, blessed be blessed. That was her participation. I thought it was cute at the time. Today, I think it was prophetic because in our first reading today from the book of Revelation by John, the disciple of Jesus, we find the setting of Revelation of John's situation was that he was in the temple on the Lord's day. Another way of saying that would be, he was in church on Sunday. And it was in the worship service that he attended that this vision occurs to him. One worship service is going on on the lower level, a much less impressive service. But another worship service is going on a more impressive service on the upper level. And John is transported in vision into that parallel dimension to see what the upper level is like. And he sees the saints there robed in white singing hymns of praise, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be to God forever and ever, followed by a thunderous amen. It blows one's mind, doesn't it, to think of how we here are worshiping God and in our own insignificant way, and perhaps singing hymns off key and so forth. And at the same time on the upper deck, something else more glorious is going on in a parallel fashion. Together we are blessed be blessed, that double blessing that stems solely from our relationship with God, established through our common faith. I close with this thought. Double-decker not only applies to buses, it also applies to a sandwich. Have you ever had a club sandwich? It's a double-decker and it's held together by a toothpick. Well, we as saints below who have experienced our first death in baptism parallel those saints above who have experienced their second death. But we are held together by that toothpick of faith that firmly holds us into a close relationship with our God. And so I wish each of you a meaningful celebration of the day of all saints. And by the way, if you haven't already done so, Join the club, amen.